Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get to talking. Today's guest is a content creator you've seen donning many personalities, outfits, and wigs in his hilarious comedy sketches on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. It's Antonio Baldwin, a.k.a. Tony Talks. Tony, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for that awesome intro. I'm really good. How are you? I'm good here, brave in the weather. <laughs> I know. Awesome. So uh, I did the math in between your Instagram, YouTube and TikTok and Twitter. You have a combined almost two million followers. Does that number blow your mind? Like hearkening back a couple years ago, did you think you'd hit two million? You know what's crazy? So I always knew that I would be in front of the world somehow. And to, to I, I didn't even do that math. So it's like <laughs> to hear that come from you. Yeah, it is kind of like mind blowing. So, yeah, I'm gonna just take that in and, you know, feel it later. But yeah, that is very surprising. And you're like so many folks out there um, once COVID hit and we were all stuck at home. Yeah. Content creation really blew up. Like TikTok was kind of just getting its ball rolling at that time. Um, yeah. I mean, this podcast is a result of the pandemic. This did not exist pre-COVID. So yeah. how did all of this uh, come about for you, like creating sketches and comedy and all of that? Were you involved in that earlier or did it sort of start more? Yeah, so I was in like creating content and all that stuff, honestly, for a full seven years, I would say, right? Mm. But when COVID happened and everyone was forced to stay home and stuff like that, it, I, I don't know if that just forced people to actually see more content creators in a sense, but I told myself that the minute one of my videos take off, then I am just going to work very hard to kind of keep that momentum going. So I'm not like a one hit wonder, I guess you could say, like mm -hmm. just someone who just has one viral video and then just goes from there. So I would definitely say the pandemic definitely, you know, forced my content into people's eyes because you know you had to you know be on your phone and all that stuff to get you to not die from boredom but yeah the, the pandemic kind of really elevated it but i was doing it before covid just not as consistent i'm very <laughs> consistent now but you know before it was just every now and then i mean you have multiple videos per week um i yeah. feel like at some point you had them like daily but i'm sure once things started opening back up and life was getting a little bit back to normal, that wasn't sort of feasible anymore. So mm -hmm. how do you keep your ideas fresh doing so many videos per week? And like, where do your ideas come from? You know, it's crazy. That is a very popular question. So I, and it, my answer is the same. It's just anytime I feel like a creative block or like a, a writer's block or something like that, then my go-to is to take a vacation or to, take a break and experience life a little bit because that's where my videos come from it comes from life experiences just exaggerated to make it you know relatable but also like this would never happen so you know if, if i ever feel like i'm in a row where i can't think of any ideas or blah, blah 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 i literally just either go outside i'm known to go to drop everything and go to orlando that's like my spot i love going to disney world and uh, just hanging out with friends. That, that's really what like grounds me, I guess you can say, and provides me with, you know, my imagination is huge. So the minute I'm out and just living life, that's when it just, ideas just start sparking up. So I never really 
run out of ideas because then that just means that I'm not, you know, experiencing life as I should. And, you know, quite a few of your sketches um, are centered around the world of retail and the ridiculous people yeah. that uh, poor retail workers have to work, uh, have to encounter throughout the day. I don't miss working retail at all. <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh, Don't miss those days in the slightest. Uh, so were those ideas pulled from your own experiences working retail or with stories you heard, or are you sort of just like making things up on the fly? Yeah, so a little bit of both. So I've worked, I'm not gonna say every job, but I've worked a lot of different jobs, retail definitely included. But my main, like I worked mainly in restaurants. So yeah, I was mainly a server host, you know, all of that. But, you know, I know a lot about like just customer service in general. And then at every job I worked at, I would say for a minimum of two years. That's usually, except for this company that fired me like after the first day. But it's like, I I work, I don't know. I just work with a lot of customers and I go through a lot of, cra- I went through a lot of crazy things. So you know, just over time, I learned what every customer situation really is. And I can just branch off from something and make it into something else. So they, they definitely do come from experience of working in retail and restaurants and blah, 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 call centers. I've worked at it all. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so, so our company, Media Village, uh, we're very involved in the world of advertising. Uh-huh. And um, I have to shout out a recent sketch of yours, uh, which was a partnership with the Fox series Welcome to Flatch. Yeah, that I thought was so funny and so brilliant. I'm like, wait, am I watching a commercial for this show? Or yeah, <laughs> and I figured like, you know, it was a sort of uh, an ad partnership uh, for that reason. Um, and it's such a funny and sort of organic way to expose that show to a new audience in case anyone from your audience is not watching cable or on network TV because mm-hmm. lots of people already just don't have cable anymore. We just do yeah. streaming. Um, yeah. So when it comes to those types of like partnerships um, where a sketch is uh, centered around a brand or a product, or in this case, a TV show, um, what advice do you have for content creators who may be struggling with keeping it organic or authentic? Cause you don't want it to seem too much like a commercial. You know? Exactly. Yeah. The, the way that I see it is, when a company reaches out to you regarding you know promotion and stuff like that you have to remember that they reached out to you for what you do already you know what i'm saying so it's like you have to find a way to mix what you do with what they want like you have the meat in the middle so it's like they would give you a criteria or something like you know things that they want you to say stuff like that, that they want you to meet and you want to make sure that you add your uniqueness to it other than other than if you don't then it's just going to end up like you said it's just going to be an ad and you know nowadays the minute somebody can skip an ad they will and it, it's so easy so you want to make sure it starts off with you and then it ends with you but mm-hmm. then you know the middle part is you know whatever the company or whatever is requiring you to do so I just try to always mix it with the professionalism but also mix it with who Tony Talks is so, you know, you get the best of both and we just go from there. Cause like no company will tell me every single thing that I, I like, but they're not going to sit there and tell me every word for word, what I need to say, because then at that point, why'd you reach out to me? You could have got anyone to say that you get what I'm saying. So you have to just remember that, you know, they reached out to you for a reason and you have to provide that reason, even through everything that they're trying to tell you to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, um, when I had showed my, my boyfriend that particular sketch, uh -huh. he, his reaction was like, oh, that's just like work. Because when your yeah. character kept saying, can I have your name? What's your name? What's your name? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> need the information. It's so, it's so real. And I mean, I worked, I've worked a number of jobs though. I worked like at a gym and my boyfriend works at a college. Um, yeah like student center and it's the same thing people just won't give you that bit of information you need exactly. and it's like oh my god we've all been through that yes exactly it's just like you have to continue to remain relatable and mm. then just getting the point across like whatever point they want you to say get that across but also you know remember that they reached out to you for a reason so right. make sure you provide that reason while still giving what they ask for right and mm. with your sketches, so it's very minimal. It's I'm, I'm sure it's a, it's you, the camera, a tripod, and your variety of outfits and voices and wigs. Um, it's funny. I imagine like in Schitt's Creek, Moira Rose is just wall of wigs. Or <laughs> yes, that's literally what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> so if it were to become a TV show, and I'm gonna uh -huh. just manifest this for you and put it out there. Yeah. Um, what do you want it to look like? Do you are you imagining like a sketch comedy series like Portlandia? or like at home with Amy Sedaris, or do you envision more of a classic sitcom where you're playing multiple characters like Eddie Murphy has done in his movies? Um, I'm just curious, like, what's the vision? So a little bit of what you just said with Eddie Murphy and how he plays every character, but I also want to mix that to, have you seen Mad TV? Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, Mad TV is kind of where, is like my biggest kind of, what do I say? Influence, I guess you can say. I don't know. But Matt, like that, like kind of stupid humor mm -hmm. is what I just loved about it. And that is the type of show that I'll be creating is it'll be a sketch comedy based show, but it won't be fully me. If I do movies, then not if when I do movies, then, yeah, that'll be more so Eddie Murphy, uh, you know, Norbit, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as for my own show, that will be very uh like it'll have me with other different creators. Like we'll, we'll all be built up, you know, on the same platform and then just creating some awesome things. But that is more so what the vision is to mm -hmm. put all this on TV. Yeah. And I'm curious, um, who's like a dream collaborator that you want to work with? You know, that question is always asked. And, <laughs> you know, really the only person I can think of, like when, like on the spot is Will Smith, because I, I've always like looked up to that man. And then not only that, I remember when I was younger, I like, I don't know what grade I was in, but you know, we had this assignment where we had to write letters to celebrities that we wanted to meet and blah, 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 blah. And it's crazy because I chose Will Smith because some of the celebrities would actually write letters back. Mm -hmm. Now, Will Smith was, you know, one of the big ones. So of course he didn't have that time, but I cannot wait till the day that I meet him to let him know I sent you a letter. And then, I mean, from there, I mean, we'll just move on. But still, to do that would be amazing. So, you know, it's definitely Will Smith. And um, so before we wrap up, so um, one of the questions we always ask on the show mm -hmm. is um, if our guests can recall a performance or anything that they saw when they were growing up that made them feel seen or represented for the first time. So does anything come to mind for you? Um, That is very interesting. And I was thinking about that, too. I would say, and it's so, it's so crazy. <sighs> Hold on. Just give me like three seconds because I had, <laughs> I had an option, but I, I want to give you something else. Cause I don't really think that is what speaks to me. Like I would like it to. Okay. So it's not a show, but a person that I saw that I like kind of saw myself in when I first saw him was Todrick Hall. 
when I first saw him, when I was like younger, looking at him on YouTube and stuff like that, seeing him be like a gay black creator, just putting him putting his stuff out there and like the world receiving it. Yeah, he had negative, you know, backlash, but also had a lot of love that came with it. And then seeing him just grow showed me that I can do things, you know, if not similar, but I can just do things. I can put myself out there being a black queer content creator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just that that was the very first person I can say. And then from that point on, I just started being the light that I wanted to see. So, yeah. yeah. Be the change you want to see in the world. And especially when it comes to like representation, if, if that's Definitely. why so many uh, actors out there are writing their own work, directing, producing their own stuff, because yeah. it's like, well, there's not a space for me. Got to carve it out, you know? Exactly. And I, I'm a firm believer of that. Like, be what you want, be what you want to see, or, you know, be the change you want to see, like what you just said. It's just, I saw the window, I saw him in the window, and I was like, okay, cool. I seen it. Now, from this point on, let me see what I can do to put myself out there so I'm not, you know, living through someone else. So that's kind of what that is. And uh, if you could go back and you told your 13 year old self, that you'd made it this far do you think they'd believe you yeah i do actually um you know i had a lot of doubts when i was younger however one thing that never changed is i knew even at, i mean at this point you know i don't i still don't see this as fully where i know i'm gonna be so right. you know that's one thing that i've always i've never lost that mindset so it's I, I, my younger self would definitely believe me. One thing I would definitely say to my younger self, though, is to, uh, you know, keep going regardless of, you know, any type of setbacks or anything like that. Just keep going and showing the world who you are, because eventually they're going to catch on. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that's I definitely like I, I would believe it's answer your question. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Tony, so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Of course, thank you. Yeah, and uh, for anyone who wants to view your content, uh, what are the handles? Where can they find you? So on Instagram, we have I am Tony Talks. On TikTok, we have officially Tony Talks, but it's spelled T O K. Uh, YouTube is Tony. I am Tony Talks. Snapchat, I am Tony Snaps. Twitter, I am Tony Tweets. And <laughs> I think that is all of them. Yeah, I think that's pretty much all of them. Awesome. And you can all follow us at Media Village on Instagram. Head over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. I'm Juan Ayala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk.